This is the Apocalypse Survival Guide. We are here to help you survive the apocalypse. Which apocalypse, you ask? All of them, from A to Z. Each week we cover a different type of apocalypse and give you advice on how to survive. The rules are simple. We choose an apocalypse depicted in a movie and cover how you could survive that type of apocalypse. So stock up on supplies and get ready to survive. Hi, I'm Drew. I'm Frank. And welcome to The Bunker. On today's episode, uh, we're talking about the apocalypse human infertility. And the movie example we are ch- we have chosen is Children of Men. Damn good movie. Uh, you know what? I found this interesting. Um, and I think what I found interesting is it's a different type of apocalypse from the standpoint that most of them, which I'm a fan of, is somebody wakes up or all of a sudden you're thrust into a world where it's normal and then there's zombies everywhere or it's normal and like the asteroids coming or it was normal and people are infected with some disease and you, oh my God, what the, where this is kind of a, I think for people that are in this world, a slow buildup because everything's normal and then all of a sudden nobody's having kids, nobody's having kids and then it comes a realization Right. The species is over. This is like a deteriorating apocalypse. Yes. Yeah. It's not like a, all of a sudden, oh, shit, how do we survive with thrust? This is like you can see it. It's a it's a slow, kind of painful process that you're looking down the pipe like we're all gone. We're all dead. Yeah. We're never going to be here. The The youngest one was born on, and they get into the movie, we get, but, and then that, he was it. Yeah. Nobody else. And that's it. You know, you're, depending how young you are, if you're, people are 20 years older than you let's say and you're the last one born you're gonna get to a point where you're by your fucking self yeah so it's a good point but so it's a little different and i liked it i like uh i like it when things are different so yeah, uh great concept i guess the disaster strengths in this case um kind of just going to the synopsis uh it, the movie was set in 2027 only 10 years from now movie was made in 2006 so way in advance for them according to the movie the world has collapsed, except for Britain, which, okay, it's an island, so I get where it may have some advantages because it's got natural barriers. That's a big question I have about this movie, but we'll get into it. But here's the thing. It's it's a military state. <clears throat> so you see them rounding up and deporting illegals, mm-hmm. fugitives. I think Refu- they call them refugees. Refugees. Fugies. 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 Yeah. Fugies. Yeah. So it is a political state, a military state. So is there possible political deception going on in that you're telling people, oh, look, all these other countries, you know, are destroyed and and they've burnt. And I'm not saying that they're in better states, like they're just skipping down the sidewalks arm in arm. Hmm. But interesting. A lot of military political states control. Right. Propaganda. Yes. Propaganda. So they've isolated. And set into action a propaganda campaign. That's interesting. I didn't think of that because I'm wondering about the world and why it would collapse to that extent that they that they're showing. I mean, they're showing like 
complete like the world all the other countries are just wiping themselves out blowing themselves up i mean nobody left uh they kind of allude to basically as you said britain being the only uh real country left that's operating but at the same time they're having refugees come in from all these different places in the world so that begs to say that there are other countries that are still populated and somewhat still there the people are just fleeing from them I think war, I guess. I would think the other countries more than likely were are in the same state that Britain's in, which is there's some type of military state in place to try to control the what's left of the population. There's probably conflicts, like in this case, between the government and these um what they call them, like resistance groups. Fish was in it. Fishies, but Fishies. I don't I think it was, that was in the, what would you call it, a political group, terrorist group, whatever they called it. I think they called it a terrorist group, but they were, the fish was the name of the terrorist group, so they called them fishies. Oh, that's where that came from. Yes. Julianne Moore, yeah. Amber Waves, I'm going to call her. Um, <laughs> nice. She was in charge of the fish, fishies. She was like the leader. Right. And I think they were called fish, and so they're called fishies. Why they're called fish, who fucking knows. But mm-hmm. So, I mean, you might have, you're going to have that, maybe two opposing sides. But I don't see where the entire world is going to collapse and Britain's the only. I disagree. But I guess you could use it as a parable. Oh, North Korea nowadays, yeah. from what I hear, they control information that comes in. Oh, yeah. And they make them think that the rest of the world is in the current state that they're in. Right. So I could. that's my thinking is that's what Britain is probably so it's, doing. It's a propaganda machine. I think on. so. But here's the thing that I don't understand about this breakdown of society where it's really if you really think about it this apocalypse is just that it's a it's a breakdown of society um but why i don't understand why there is this breakdown of society in this world yes it sucks that we're going extinct it sucks that there's that that's that there's infertility and there's no more babies being born sure why the why these just the the social breakdown and war and resistance and everything else I, I really don't I guess my perception of if that were to really happen in the world and again we're not trying to second guess the film we use the film as the baseline for the apocalypse but I just don't see and I'm not an altruist by any means whatsoever I'm actually pretty pessimistic but I just don't see it going that way in reality, I, I, I think, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess they're saying that because people know that it's all coming to an end, that none of it matters, I guess. So because it's kind of more just chaos and anarchy, I, and they're trying to control that? That's what I'm going to say. Okay. I, that's like, that's my, that was my take on it, whether I'm right or wrong, is the take is... It's all, it doesn't, what does it matter? We're all going to die, which you could take that to, I mean, we're all going to die. That's legit. Whether you have, you know, it doesn't matter what you do, we're all going to die. But I guess their thinking is we're all going to die. It doesn't matter. Nobody else, we're not going to be here as a species. It's all going to be gone. We're going to leave it to the, the animals. And it, I guess it would almost be like, I don't know if you've seen that series, Life After People. No. On Discovery, where it's just like, they take this, it's a series, and they say, what if, Right now, all of a sudden, people just disappeared, and mm. they take it. Everyone disappeared, and they talk about how, like, say if it was in New York, how the subway system would flood and how the buildings would collapse, and they 
they take it like 10 years down the road, 20 years, 1,000 years. And Interesting. And it, so it would be kind of like that. Um, well, considering this being our job, I probably should watch that. It sounds like good research material. Eh, you know. It sounds good. It, it's not bad. It gets a little redundant over time. Kind of after the fact, though. Not necessarily because we're coming more from a preparedness standpoint with this podcast i guess that's more of an after the fact so <laughs> really that doesn't really apply because at that point what are you preparing for we're all gone but unless you're preparing to what you're going to find after you come out of the bunker yeah there you go okay it doesn't mm, apply. i just want it's a good thing it. one of us are smart because i'd fuck this whole who's that? podcast up i haven't I... figured out who's who's smart I'm talking about my coffee cup okay good <laughs> um Let's see. Oh, it's because the military state where they had travel was restricted. Mm-hmm. You couldn't just move around without papers. Um, and uh, I guess the star of the, of the movie, Clive Owen, who I'm going to call King Arthur, um, nice. he had to get travel papers to get the last pregnant woman we come to find out to the coast. Her name was Key, if that's not a, yeah. you know. <laughs> that's no tongue-in-cheek there no. at all. Um, and they had to get her to a ship, I think it was called Tomorrow, get her to safety, some human project, where it was, some fucking people in a boat. Which apparently, right. again, Britain's the only last safe place, but they want to get her off of Britain onto some ship to take her where someplace else is better. Yeah. So which, again... Which would explain what you were saying about them controlling the information and it being a propaganda machine. Yes. They're not telling the populace of Britain, England, whatever the hell it's called, that, uh, that there are these other communities or whatever you want to call it outside of them yeah yeah they're because for them to have that information that came through the fishies and uh they're you know obviously connected in that underworld fashion normal people like uh uh the main character when he's talking to jasper he he immediately just calls bullshit on the human project thing and jasper is just trying to tell a joke but whatever right yeah, Jasper, aka Alfred. Um, yeah, definitely Alfred. Alfred. Uh, I think from what I got from the movie is there was a 2008 flu that killed um, King Arthur and Amber Waves' kid, his yeah. son. Yeah. And that seems to be, let's see, no one had kids since 2009. I think is what the movie said. So I'm wondering if this 2008 flu pandemic type thing, if that was kind of the the catalyst. For a disease that somehow made everyone infertile. But they never, here's the thing, they never quite touch on are the women infertile or the men infertile? You know, which is it? Is it everybody? Is it only one side? Is it the other? Good question. Um, I, in my opinion, it's probably the guys. And so I hate to say it, but King Arthur. I don't think Excalibur works anymore, if you know what I mean. Excalibur is not oh. capable anymore. <laughs> now I get it. <laughs> the right. sword don't work like it should. As you go with King Arthur, I got you. See, King I'm, Arthur. I'm calling, him, I'm calling him Dwight. You can call him Dwight. From Sin City. Right. That's, yeah. So, um, I think that was his name in Sin City. You need a fast car with a big trunk. Yeah, exactly. Nice. <laughs> Yeah, Dwight from Sin City. Um, anyway, yeah, I, I, <laughs> so, well, okay, not not that I'm being argumentative with your theory, but 
you would think. I mean, let, let's look at this uh, realistically. If human infertility did hit, scientists are going to be all over it right away. Like, what the fuck? Why, why is no one getting pregnant anymore? Why are there no more babies? I think it's way easier for them to try to artificially inseminate women with sperm from before the bad wave to see, hey, let's try to impregnate some. Because at that point, you know that they would be doing that governmentally, scientifically, just for the sake of the species. They're going to say, we don't give a shit if, if sex is doing it. Let's take this these sperm banks that we have with what should be good, you know, sperm and try to impregnate as many women as possible so we can keep our species going from here on out it's artificial insemination that sucks hopefully we got enough sperm to last for a couple hundred years but this is how we're doing it now so i think it's on both sides well because the women aren't able to get pregnant either and you know they would have tried that you also i mean this has been 2006 and i did zero research but i know nowadays and it may have been back then cloning technology yeah they can clone. They've cloned what Dolly the sheep. They've cloned other animals. And then from what everything I hear, they have the technology to clone a human being. It's just they don't because of. And I, I'm not here to argue either way, but moral, moral, moral issues with the right. concept of cloning people. Yeah. But I think the morality. I'm not saying morality is thrown out the window because I'm not saying it's moral or immoral to do it. But if you're talking about cloning a whole bunch of people. To yeah. continue the species. Yeah, if it comes down to, to maintaining the species, I agree. I think it would happen. And I know there's, you know, you hear these, you see these movies where they, clo- you know, I think it was maybe Star Trek episodes, but anyway, they, they overclone to the point where, you know, they're the same people over and over and over and over again. And it's a problem because all they do is clone. But there's, you know, a billion people in the world, whatever the fuck it is. You can't take a couple hundred million you know samples and just start cloning mm-hmm. and then see if the problem solves itself and if not i mean you could at least fuck i'd rather you be cloning people and deal with the problems that, that causes you know 300 years from now yeah as opposed to oh well fuck it we gave up right what was the uh what was the one we just did where you were talking about and if you're gonna do that let's just take the the best genes out there and reproduce those oh it was um deep impact not the porn. Oh right, yeah, not the porn. That's right. That's right. Take uh, take a million of the of the most athletic, well built, blah blah blah, smartest, and put those in the bunk. So yes, same thing with the cloning. Take samples from your smartest, your most athletic, your most talented, to clone all those people. I sure. mean, Michael Jordan is going in the bunker. Yeah, exactly. you know what I mean. Yeah, you know, Michael well, Jordan's definitely going in the bunker. Yeah, you got you, without you, a doubt. You know, and. I mean, for this for this scenario, I mean, you're probably digging up Einstein. Fuck yeah! Taking some samples hey, from him. I'm serious. Can you him. can you take old samples? I know. I do know this because DNA. I know. I don't know how long it lasts. They have his brain, like they've got brain tissue from Einstein because yeah. they did some big analysis, some big study of his brain. Like why was it? Somebody was thinking ahead. Why was it? Uh, you know, he was so much smarter than other mm-hmm. people, and I guess what it was. Not that anyone cares, but you're gonna hear it anyway. Is that normal people's brain deteriorate as you get older and the yeah. synapses don't fire? Right. His brain never deteriorated. Huh. For whatever reason, however it was when he was a young man and it was firing as fast and as powerful as young men's minds are, young people, it continued until he was he died. It just kept it never deteriorated like a normal brain. But that's still, I, no, we're we're so far off on a 
side thing here, but hey, that's kind of what happens in this podcast. So I'm sure our one listener is used to it by now. Um, that still doesn't explain his brilliance. Well, he was brilliant. At, as a whole, it doesn't explain his brilliance because, okay, so let's say he still thinks the way he does. All right, let's say that I still think the way I did when I was 20 at the age of 80. It don't make me any fucking smarter. I'm still just as dumb as I was at 20 when I'm 80. But he was a fucking genius from all the way through. I I, I wonder if those are, if the non-deterioration is, I don't know. I don't know. Some well, better. Kind of like Wolverine with his, uh, the reason he's peak, peak, peak human capabilities is because he regenerates to the point of being at the very peak. Maybe that's how his brain was. It was that regenerative and therefore making him ultra smart. I don't know. So Einstein's Wolverine? Essentially, yeah. All right. Yeah. So, man, how did we get here? Could you, I, <laughs> could you imagine if your brain didn't deteriorate? And so when you're 20s... You, you you think like in your 20s, like you're in your 80s, you'd be the horniest 80-year-old man in the fucking world. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, it deteriorates. and like, yeah, you know, nap, sex, nap, yeah, sex. Definitely nap. Nap. <laughs> um, uh, let's see. Oh, uh, you know what? I th- At the end, of the, near the end of the movie, um, did you notice that when they were in the, the Fuji camp and there was an uprising, there was all the Islamists? Walking around, just and know, they had to, weapons. They, yeah, yeah. Where did we get these weapons? Now, all of a sudden, you have this. You have this giant, basically city. Not basically, it was. It was a city of refugees. Uh, all of them com- under very strict military control. Within being policed within this 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 city of refugees, and then all of a sudden, there's hundreds of them that have guns all of a sudden and they're marching in the streets and i know they said that they blew a hole in the wall and came in but that was the fishies that blew the hole in the wall and came in and they do somehow in a giant city find and encounter the three the no not the three the two or maybe even one person that they're looking for yeah sure they do that that's the why don't we just go to chicago looking for hey there's these two people we're looking for in the city and it's mass chaos here and not only that there's an uprising and war going on but we're gonna find them and then you do give me a fucking break anyway uh so it's yeah it seems very much like the islamists were already in the refugee camp fully armed Fully armed. Which also brings you to the happen. point, how did the fishies... How does everybody have so many fucking guns? Yeah. It's Britain. It's, There's exactly. not even that many guns in Britain. There's not. All the, And I understand all the cops would have guns in this world, but yeah. nowadays the cops, they don't all have guns. Right. They have fire teams, whatever they call them, which is like an armed response yeah. unit. Armored response unit. I know that from, <laughs> uh, from Hot Fuzz. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. He cooked a fool with the Kalashnikov. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, yes. So, I mean, so they have certain, you know, almost like SWAT, but the regular cops just have like batons and, and handcuffs and mace and, and stab vests and stab vests, but they don't, they don't have guns. So they're going to have to, and maybe they have enough guns or they bought a bunch of guns, but if the world's deteriorating, <coughs> excuse me, and everyone's going to a military state. Yeah, we'll say, fuck you, we're not selling you our guns. Right. You know what I mean? We're keeping, we're keeping our we fucking guns. We have our guns. shit going on here. We need our guns. If, yeah. if the world's deteriorating, like, are they just going to be like, hey, let's go put in an order with, you know. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, because the gun the local factories. English gun. Fa- oh, England don't make guns. All right, right. Can you think of an English manufacturer of firearms? Yes, there's one. Pistols and rifles. Or are you so talking right. about like sh- over under shotguns for shooting pigeons? No, I think that isn't the Enfield made in Britain, and that's the assault rifle that the British soldiers carry. That bullpup, bullpup style. Uh, I believe it's a five five six. The, um, I know the, the Enfield, Enfield used to be I'm, an old wooden. I gotta look it up. Rifle that they used to carry. I think that Enfield assault rifle. Is uh, manufactured in, in England, but we keep going. We'll, oh, but um, about, that was just my point. That, do some uh, side research. You know, I, yeah, I, that's what I don't know, but that's my point. There was guns everywhere. Yeah, like, a lot I, of, like lot just, of guns. Yes, except for the people who needed them, which was uh, Dwight and and the little black pregnant girl that shows her boobs and her pregnant belly. Yes, I was like, what's going on here? This is getting weird. I was like, this is around a bunch of cows, and she's getting naked. I don't. I mean, I was totally on board with King Arthur going, don't, "Whoa, what are you doing? Whoa, 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 yeah, whoa!" I, like, I don't know what you're doing here, but uh, I don't, I don't like it. That's hilarious. I was feeling the same way. I don't know if that means I'm getting old, but it just, I, I'm all for nudity. But I was like, "Whoa, whoa, why is she no, no, no?" no. <laughs> I mean, yeah. and you, you know, you can't just show your belly, right? You can't just like pull your. Do they shirt not up. have bras in the future? I mean, you can't I... pull your shirt up. I mean, <laughs> they don't have bras in the future. They're using all the metal that they put in the underwater bras to make fucking guns. Apparently, <laughs> that's what they did. Is they're like, we are banning bras, <laughs> so we can the make feminists guns. are like, yes, the bras are gone, and they took the metal. Yep. To, like, no, you're not using them for guns. Burn your bras, um, for the sake of weapons. I also from the, from the movie, um, I noticed that from the car scene, where his ex-wife Amber waves, they that King Arthur yes. likes balls in his mouth. <laughs> that whole scene was because she was shooting the yes, pink. Yeah, oh, yeah. but he really liked the balls in his mouth. Yeah, I'm sure that had just as much to do with them breaking up than the child dying well you know what's a husband that likes balls in his mouth maybe there's a couple out there but the majority of women probably don't want their husband who wants balls in his mouth uh another thing that i found i i i can't totally tell but i think that this uh this enfield is made by sterling armaments company out of britain so they do have one armament company anyway something i found interesting about amber waves do you notice she had a little tattoo on her neck and I don't know what it was. It may have been a bird, but it was in the shape of like an X. It was in the shape of an X. I'm not saying that's what it was. That's pretty much exactly where she got shot. Was that a fucking target? Was that a little foreshadowing? Oh, uh, I didn't notice it, but maybe exactly where she got shot. Maybe I thought it was very odd. Yeah, it, was, it makes it easier to aim at. There's the X. Yeah, because it's it's already really easy to aim whilst riding a motorcycle and shooting through a window. Yeah, anyway. but Well, now, I think the passenger was the one shooting, right? He was, On the back. True. So he's not... But all the movement and everything else. All I'm saying, he's, not, he's at least not operating the motorcycle. You know what would have been better is if the motorcycle rider would have been chasing him down, and you know how you can you can put the cruise on and keep the speed up on some of those? Some of yeah. And if he would have, like, climbed up, put his feet on the seat... Yeah. And stood up, aka Van Damme. Yes, Van Damme Park Dark. Because that's even more believable. Fuck yeah, and then somersault over the top. And somersault over the top, yeah. 
one of the best scenes. And ever. then shoot the vehicles that drive away and explodes yeah, for explodes some reason. From one bullet, bullet because it exactly it's a C four. It's like the C four Jeep from uh from yes, Jeep it back. was. Yeah, yeah, definitely one of the greatest scenes ever. No, it's not. No, no but this, totally not. Well, I mean, it's a good scene if you, if you want to <laughs> suspend reality. Like I do too, but you have to suspend reality. It's an action movie, especially from the nineties. Yeah, with Van Damme. But um, Chance Boudreaux. We won't even get to the fact that most bullets deflect when they hit windshields. Yep. Not saying they don't penetrate, but they don't land in the exact same right. trajectory in which they're fired at the windshield. <clears throat> and a lot of times they will not penetrate. Depending on the angle that you're at. The angle, the the type of round it is, the size of the round. Um, so, but whatever, you know. Yeah. Who are Who are we to judge? Yeah. God, we are way off. Uh, okay, back to... Uh, <laughs> We're on to windshields now. Now, I know this seems like a bad apocalypse because there's no kids and no one's getting pregnant. But some positives I thought of are, I mean, let's be honest, kids are loud and obnoxious. It'd be very quiet. You don't have to listen. You don't have to listen to the kids running around asking for stuff. And the biggest perk is... No gold digging hoes getting prego to trap a man. <laughs> I know that's happened to you like four or five times. Maybe. That it's way she can't be coming around and be like, uh, I'm pregnant with your baby. Be like, bitch. Again? Nobody's had a baby in 12 years. Get yeah, the fuck yeah, out of here. Exactly. And she'd be like, damn it. Show me your boobs in your pregnant belly. Yeah, let me see your boobs <laughs> in your pregnant belly. I'm, a, I'm not a shower. I'm a grower or something like that. I mean, so there's you gotta look at the bright side. Yeah. Okay. So no little shit. No paternity there. suits all of a sudden. Right. But there's probably a lot of divorce lawyers and paternity lawyers are like, son of a bitch. Oh no shit. They just really so cut into their business. So there's a, a piece of the economy that went to shit. I would I would wonder if all the fishies if they're like, What did you used to do, divorce lawyer? What did you used to do, paternity attorney? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I specialize in <laughs> child custody. They are the bulk of the resistance now. Or like the one you know, the one lady, the uh maternity doctor, midwife. That's right. That's right. That see, and I didn't I, I don't think I caught that at first as to why she was traveling with the pregnant girl i didn't catch it until they're at that primary school yeah i didn't elementary school they call i can't remember if i remember her them her saying she was a midwife or anything like that but i do it it then became obvious when she obviously at the school right she was talking about with her yeah yeah and then she doesn't make it so she is dragged off the bus never to be seen again and hooded up probably to be executed and that was the other thing holy shit they just they didn't give a fuck. They would just, if you're a refugee, you might get executed. You might get the shit kicked out of you. Hell, you might make it through okay. You may make it to the refugee camp without any accostment. But it's like, they, it's like they had just carte blanche, the, the soldiers and the police or whatever, just had carte blanche to do whatever they want. Oh, you want to kill that one? Yeah, sure. Go, yeah, murder them. It's fine. So definitely yeah. deterioration of society in, in that Um which, I mean, that kind of that brings up the topic of government and military control and it's good or oh, yeah. bad in these situations, you know? I mean, anarchy is definitely not good, but, and usually to control anarchy, that's what happens. It becomes a military state or uh, what, what is it that we call it? We 
something bad is going on, and we martial law. Oh, yeah, yeah, martial law. law. I think that's temporary, though. I think the military state is more of a permanent type thing. But anyway, that is going to be the first response to anarchy and chaos is military state. Let's get this under control. But then look after some. And that had been going on for many years, which I think is why it was at that point. But it was very interesting to see it. The movie does a real good job of showing um, a lot of very plausible inevitabilities in that type of world in their developed states. It's pretty interesting. So yeah, I mean, I, I would I disagree with some of the things that they did. Like, well, well, I mean, I'm just saying that you know they didn't try cloning. That we don't know if they tried cloning. They didn't try in in vitro or, or you know whatever tubal like a tubal they like take an egg and a sperm and try to grow a kid. I was thinking that too. Um, babies. You know. The, the collapse of the other countries and Britain's only one left. I mean, I, I could see there being like, you know, bad shit going down everywhere. Right. Um, but I mean, I, I do, I think the, you know, military states and the, you know, them showing certain segment of the population living higher on the hog, so to speak, and, you know, gated areas with more, you know, better food and better this and better that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I can definitely see I that. see that. You know, that's mm-hmm. happened in the past. It'll probably happen again. It's, you could argue it's happening now with gated communities. But, you know, which is fine. I don't get, but, you know, so some of that. And I, you know, but it seems like, again, I mean, it's just because you know that you're, you're people, you know you're dying now. I mean, I, you know, I'm not trying to be a downer, but we're all dying. It's just a right. matter of when. We don't know when. You, you could die tomorrow in a car accident or you could live another hundred years. Who fucking knows, you know, but the. A hundred years, but you know what I mean. The point is that nobody knows, so why don't you go around now acting like a shithead? Yeah, if you don't have kids. I mean, if you have kids, maybe that's a different. But say if you don't have kids, why don't you go around acting like a shithead? I know, and that's that's one of the things. Yeah, that's like I said in the beginning. I just don't understand why it's so deteriorated. I don't get it. Why? I mean, like you said, it sucks. We're all dying, and now we're not resupplying planet with humans we're not keeping our species alive and we're going extinct and that sucks but really eh, just live out my days until everybody starts dying off i i would see this being (laughs) which is a kind of a it has its own problems but i would see society starting to break down more closer to the end like when people were really starting to get into their later part of their life and realizing man this is it we're, we're dying off, and we're we're of the last 20% of people on the planet. Maybe then chaos would start kicking in. But, you know, you still had, well, 18. You had 18-year-olds. So you had basically from 18 up. So you're, so you're still going to have a good population of 20s, you know, people in their 20s, people in their 30s. I don't know. That, you know, I agree with that, but I think that would have been a different movie. I think it would have been a good movie. I think it would have been more – or not a good movie, but more realistic – but a different movie, yeah. Because I think the action would have been more like before six at night, because they would all be wanting to go to bed, <laughs> and maybe it would involve a lot of like Kane and Walker fights. Yeah, oh yes, yes, um, Walker jousting, Walker jousting <laughs> with the little with hover rounds, me the, yes. jousting with the Kane. The, the, the pace of the you know the action would be a little slower as they geriatric war as they cane up or as they uh, you know Walker up to each other, and then yep. maybe they. You have a little a little basket on the front of the walker with a gun in it, and they get up close, and then they, 
they hold on and they, shoot and they, they fall to, over and they yeah, got to climb back, back up. up cuz they miss on the first one because they're shaking all Or over. they got to hit the little thing around their neck. I've fallen and I can't get up and you know then some old some nobody's poor coming to help yeah, you son coming, of a bitch son of a bitch. Um, you know but, So if our if our listener out there is a uh, interested in movie making we just gave you I mean, we gave you gold right there. That's for a, a fucking B movie gold comedia, for a comedic geriatric apocalypse war movie. That's that's it. Here you go. Run with it. I don't know what to call it, but <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, let's see. Oh, I guess weaknesses. This is all kind of blends together. Yeah, I don't need. Uh, what they allegedly had wild people living in the country. It was a faked attack, but apparently nobody was like, "What the fuck is this?" So apparently that that you know what I mean. They faked it to kill Amber Waves, but it wasn't like anybody was like, oh, my God, there's wild people in the country. Apparently, this is something that happens mm. where they lay in wait, probably yeah. see cars, set up an ambush. And I can totally see that. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, you're going to have your – once you get out into – away from the military control, yeah, you're going to have your roving populations of people just trying to scavenge and survive. That's That applies to almost any apocalypse that we talk about. So – but it was interesting that it came out later that that was an organized attack by them just to get rid of her. Yes. That was pretty, yeah. But, but I mean, nobody was, but, I mean, everyone in the car, nobody was like, what the fuck is this? Like, what do these weird people do? They, they seem like, oh, shit. We ran into, they weren't like, just like, oh, my God. Like, you, I guess you're driving down the road, and all of a sudden there's a bunch of people, like, walking weird in the road, like, zombie-like. We'll just say zombie-like. You're like. Oh, oh, it's zombies. Like, you're in a zombie movie, or you're in a zombie show, you're like, oh, fuck, there's a group of zombies. Mm-hmm. So they were kind of like, oh, shit, there's a group of wild people trying to kill them. It wasn't like all of a sudden, like like today, you're driving home, and you're like, what are those people walking weird in the road doing? What? I, yeah. Should I get up there? You're should I me not? There's seven people with a broken leg. Hey, what's going together? on? You know what I mean? So it's, it wasn't like, what the fuck? It was, it was obviously something that has happened. Mm-hmm. So that's... Yeah. Yeah, but it was a, it was actually a coup to uh, to kill Amber Waves because they wanted to take over the because what's his face uh, Baron or Modo or Mordo he was a black guy that played in uh, Doctor Strange I can't think of what his name oh. was but anyway he wanted to take over the fishies apparently yeah so he has her killed because she wants to send the kid away the or the pregnant woman away and he wants to keep her there right. and use the baby as a propaganda tool yeah. Which, I guess I'll say now weaknesses. All right, so this this lady has got pregnant, and so now there's a baby born, and that's awesome. But it really still doesn't solve the problem. No, it doesn't. It's an let's, anomaly. Let's say she can get pregnant left and right, and every year, we'll say a year, I know it's nine months, but I'll just want to round up. Every year she, she can pop out a different kid. How old do you think she was? I'll say she's 18. You think she was a little older? She had to be at least older than 18 just because of she would be one of the youngest people alive. Let's just call her 20. Oh, that's true. Yeah. We'll say she's 20 because she was pretty young. She was young. So let's say she lives till she's, she can breed till she's 60, which is pushing it. Very much pushing it. That's 40 kids. That's fucking it. Yeah. That's not repopulating the world. No. Unless she has some sort of. Rare gene can, quality where she her children can also, uh, but then you're you're you, know, you have to wait however many years for them. Well, and then you're also sharing the same mom, and you're kind of the DNA. If her kids can, 
Are you saying her kids can have babies from somebody else, or yeah. her kids can have kids with each other? No, no, no. Her kids can have with other dudes. Well, yeah. You see? see, it's not really solving the problem. If it's both sides that are infertile, then it can't just be. Yeah, yeah. So then you can have like an incestual race. I don't know. It's definitely not solving the problem, but you know that they're going to experiment like fucking crazy on her to figure out why she can reproduce and the other ones can't. Exactly. Yeah. Which, <laughs> great for you. Yeah. Yeah. No matter who you go to, it, 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 even the most, um, what, what is, what, how, what word am I looking for? Humane? Even the most, even the most wholesome of terrorist group, <laughs> if that's a thing out there, I think it's still your responsibility for the human race that you have to at least say, look, we got to do some experimenting on you. We have to figure out why you can have children. I mean, it's that's you have even the to. Disney version. Yeah, there you go. The is Disney they're version. not going to like lock her up and make her an animal. They're going to let her do what she wants. But like, but every once to, in a while, you got to come in for some tests. We need some blood. Yeah. We need every you know once a month. We're going to need a little bit of blood, a little mm-hmm. bit of this, a little bit of that. We're trying to figure out to save the race. I mean, it's still even if you know, hey, you know, please and thank you and all that. The Disney right. version, it's still not like a great. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be great. All right. Oh, and by the way. You're going to get pregnant as often as possible. Just because. Sorry. Yeah. Let's say, okay, so she's 20. Let's say she's 20. Mm-hmm. Well, the youngest kid that died was like 18. Yeah. Or something like that. A wanka. Oh, a wanka. So all these. All right, so this kid, let's say this, this girl is the only girl that's born. This is actually worse for her because <laughs> everyone's going to be, she's going to be 18. Everyone's going to be, you know, 40s or 50s. And yeah. shortly after people start dying, you're going to be fucking alone yes. on Earth. So if it truly was a complete anomaly, then it's way worse because now she will definitely be the only one left. Yes. Unless there's some other accident that happens, which, granted, it's war-torn world at this point. Uh, now, yeah. Yeah. now she doesn't, Key doesn't know who the dad is. But let's say that. hypothetically she does. Mm-hmm. She knows it's this guy over here, Bob. And let's say she's like, yeah, Bob knocked me up. And all the ladies are like, but Bob got you pregnant? And he's like, yeah. And if I was Bob, I'd be like, Bob, can you do it again? I probably. Sure as fuck probably <laughs> I can try, but, but, but. I'm going to need a lot of subjects to experiment on. A lot so. of women <laughs> and. I have to do it. it, it, I did it a very specific way. I think that gets the best results. So you might have to do this, and then we got to do this, and then you got to take it up there, and then I think we're going to have a baby. And they're going to be like, um, all right, what the fuck? (laughs) It's a magical process. It's a magical process, if you know what I mean. So, Bob, what what exactly does, how does a blowjob factor (laughs) into the pregnancy thing? We don't understand. It's a process. I think it's have to the, do it. you know it, it, that helps with the you know fertilization. Trust. Hey, hey, hey. did yeah. you get anybody pregnant last year? No. Yeah. Who well, here? then fuck you. Yeah. Exactly. Who here has, has got somebody some knocked pregnant. up? Don't raise your me. hand as he Bob raises his hand. Exactly. exactly. Shut the fuck up and let me get to work. <laughs> as he undoes his bathrobe, <laughs> like like half just in a bathrobe. Now, get me a get me a TV. With Call of Duty and a sandwich, and start blowing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got it. But but Bob, that doesn't make any sense. Do it. <laughs> Listen, it's a process. 
<laughs> so I mean, you know, the bright side. If you're the guy. Yeah, I, I was I was thinking of that actually. What if in what if it was the guy that's the the <laughs> uh, I'm not even gonna say it. I was gonna say the key, but oh! yeah. what if the guy is the the actual uh variable in this whole thing? Or what now, if it's specifically those two together? Specifically, like the, like this isn't going to be recreated if it's not those two. That her and Bob. Now, technically, her name should be Locke, and the guy's name should be Key because the key goes be. in the lock. It should be. They blew it. Yeah, they had a chance there. They had a chance. They tried. They tried. So, also, um, I noticed. Remember the farm scene where uh, King Arthur was trying to escape. In his socks, fucking idiot. Yeah, anyway. I, I get that later. Oh, I noticed that British cars are probably made pieces of shit. Because that's mostly true, but yeah. One, um, he, the one wouldn't start, and he had to push it and do this stuff to get it to go. Two, in one scene, he he's escaping. He lifts the hood on the one car. He reaches about three inches in. <laughs> blindly. And, blindly. <laughs> and pulls out a very important cable to keep it from. Because apparently. <laughs> I'm I not a, <laughs> I know. That was classic. I'm not a mechanic. Right. But I've lifted the hood. I've changed oil before. Well. All the important wiring is kind of like. You know, held in place and zip tied and, and positioned out of the way, the middle, mostly, so you can't just snag it. You know what I mean? Because if you snag it and rip it, right? And they I'm, don't want that. And I'm telling you, what he pulled out was plug wires. He pulled out spark plug wires. There you go. Or at least, if it wasn't, yeah, yeah, he pulled out plug wires. And uh, I, there's no vehicle that I know of where either the coil. Or the spark plugs are in the very front corner of the vehicle, right behind the headlight, three inches inside. Not there's not a vehicle made that's like that, but it was funny. I, I um, okay, well, you're you've had some more mechanical experience than I have. Let me ask you this: yeah. Have you worked on any British cars? I have not. Oh, those pieces of shit might have it right up there for convenience, and their, their plug wires are plugged into the tires. And apparently, <laughs> and apparently, the hood release is magical in that when you grab the hood to lift it, it's like, oh, you want to get in? Fine. And it just unlatches because <laughs> he never reached you. over. That's true. Like in an American car to pull the little the little lever. Yeah. He just I never saw him do that. Open and reaches inside. That's oh, uh, yeah. That so the British cars are pieces of shit. Uh, oh, I had uh, no kids equals no free labor. Who's going to get your beer and your remote? Mm, good call. That's kind of sad. Uh, yeah, I think I mow my own lawn now. Exactly. I think the biggest thing that this movie highlights for me is like it highlights the struggles of like women and like how hard childbirth can be and like how easy or how hard women have it. Like men have it so easy because they just like run around with their guns and stuff. Yeah. And they like get women pregnant, but like they don't have to carry the baby like she does. And she's like in the same apocalypse he is, but she's like having a baby. Yeah. So like it, it really highlights women's struggles. <laughs> so you think this was written by a I don't know who's written by I don't give a shit. I'm just saying <laughs> it really highlights how hard it is to be a woman. Especially in an apocalypse. Especially in an apocalypse. But see, none of the other ones can have that complaint because they've essentially become men. They can't get pregnant. They can't carry babies. 
Like, they still got a piece sitting down, man. I mean, what about that? True. I'm going to piss off a lot of, well, let's be honest, no women listen to this. Uh, Nobody listens to this. Yeah, nobody listens to this. But anyway, if, yeah, I'm not, I'm calling women men just because they can't have babies. That's going to get some, that'll probably get our first email right there. You never know. (laughs) What I just said will get our first email. It'll be a hate email. I'm not saying women become men. I'm just saying. Yeah, now you might as well pick up a gun and get in the fight. Might as well. Yeah, I mean, women are just as good as men, just they not are. as strong or fast. Anyway, um, <laughs> or as good as killing, which is what's required in this world. What? Yeah, well, yes. that world, the world in the movie. Yes. Um. Let's see. You have anything else? I I just for strengths and weaknesses, I don't really have anything. Actually, okay, here's the one thing I have for weaknesses of the apocalypse itself is that it's a very long extinction time. So it gives it gives humans, which are basically the uh, I guess the victims of the extinction, which that's the only victims we ever care about in our little talks. Uh, it gives them a long time to solve the problem, to figure out a solution, which they don't and hadn't up to this point but anyway it gives them a long time it's not it's not an immediate apocalypse so i say that would be the only weakness of this one is it's it, it's yeah you have time to you solve know it. you bring up because i kind of brought up at the beginning um how this is a slow apocalypse because you see it coming but you also bring up so that's a good point there is you have you see it coming and you have a lot of time and they can't come up with i mean it's not like all of a sudden Oh shit! There's this super Ebola, and it's spreading across the world, and it's killing hundreds of thousands of people a day. And we gotta hurry up and find uh, an antidote, otherwise it's gonna kill ninety percent of the world. And oh my god, this is oh people aren't getting pregnant. Well, shit! And I'm after all these years, eighteen years or whatever, twenty years, you still can't come up with some type of solution. Cloning in vitro. Yeah. I don't know. I I guess I wish they would have. Maybe not. Maybe we've gone too sciencey. Explain exactly why. Yeah, they didn't. The movie wasn't really structured that way. But yes, I would have liked a little bit of it. Just a little bit. Just a little. They really made the movie all about just getting the pregnant girl and the baby safe. I mean, are dudes shooting puffs of air out of their dick? Right. Are eggs not sticking to the uterine wall? I mean, I'm not trying to get all like gross and shit, but that's how it works. Just say fucking science. All of a sudden, men are sterile, or women are sterile, yeah. or men and women are sterile. Right. Something happened. There's a disease, and everyone's sterile. This terrible oh, flu okay. just somehow yeah. made everyone infertile. It yeah. mutated, make everybody infertile. The ones that survive you know, were infertile or something. Okay, cool. Maybe this is a very assumed uh, answer that our dumbasses are just not getting. Maybe that's assumed. Oh, okay. Well, that's possible. It is possible. I mean, we aren't very smart. My only complaint is, before we move on to the next one, is why did the cop, Sid, that they helped him get into the Fuji camp? Why was he constantly talking in the third fucking person? Oh, my God. It drove me nuts. Sid this and Sid that. Sid knows about the weed and Sid likes to take cock up the ass. I mean, he just kept, you know, Sid this and Sid that. Yeah, well, Sid got his Sid wants to see what's in there. Yep. <coughs> Sid got his face broken, so. Yeah, he did. <laughs> By a car battery. Take that, Sid. Is that what it was? I think he picked up like yeah. a car battery and cracked him in the skull. <laughs> uh, I guess we'll run to our survival basics. Air, water, food, shelter. 
Um, I got air fine. I mean, it's not contaminated, apparently. No one's dying from the air. Right. I got air, water, food. Yeah. All seem to be fine in London. Water is fine. I mean, you should, nobody seems to have a problem getting a drink either. Food is fine. I mean, because at the beginning. If you can find it, yeah. Well, yeah, if you can find it. At the very beginning, um, King Arthur was getting a cup of coffee. And yeah. then they blew up the coffee shop. That's true. They got fucking coffee shops. And the lady came food. out carrying her arm. Yeah, that was interesting. Which is gross. Or interesting, whatever you call it. But, I mean, the point is, uh, yes, things are all fucked up and it's breaking down. But he's still going to the coffee shop. Um, you know, he's he's still getting booze. He's still taking a train to meet Alfred to go yeah. out to his place where they're eating. And <laughs> So in England, the infrastructure is still in place. Yes. For food. And allegedly drink. that's the only place, according yeah. to this military state, this right. dictatorship. Right. right. And when he goes to visit his cousin or the fuck the guy was that got him the fake papers. Um, oh, right. And the fancy part. They yeah, obviously yeah. had servants and food. Yeah. And the kid had like some weird... Finger mouse video game, video game thing. Yeah. So, if I mean, it's there. It's not like you're, you know, hunting for a can of peas and killing people for it and stuff. Mm-hmm. In this, from what we see in the civilized area, once <coughs> yeah. you get out into the wildling areas, then yeah, they're probably hunting for their food and scavenging and pulling booby traps to take from others and stuff like that. But in the, if you're, if you're a civilian, and that's one big thing I had that everything seems to be okay even shelter-wise, as long as you're a civilian of and a citizen of, uh, of, of Britain. If you're a refugee, everything sucks for you because you're basically just being shipped around, told what to do, getting very little food because the Homeland Security bus at the end when they're getting into that Bexford place, the refugee city, right? the old man and the old lady are asking them for food in some other language, but they're asking them for food. You can tell they haven't eaten in a while. So for refugees, yeah, it sucks. But for citizens of of Britain, they seem to be okay. They're still be ta- being taken care of, and life is somewhat going on as normal. I mean, he's still doing – what was he? He worked for the Department of Energy. Oh. He was some bureaucrat or some oh, okay. some or worker or something. Yeah, yeah. I they show briefly, walked into the Department of Energy, and then he – yeah, I Lied and said he was so upset about the youngest guy on earth dying yeah. that he, could he work from home and his supervisor let him go. And that's the last time he ever went to work. That's the last time he ever, <laughs> yeah, he ever went to work. Um, so, yeah. Well, here's my thing, though. If if the rest of the world is deteriorated to the point where we'll take the movie on face value and that London is the, and England is the only place left and they're inundated with these refugees... How I would have to look it up. I really don't care that much. But how much food does the island produce mm. itself? I thought that too. Because are they able to produce everything to make coffee and you know what I mean? Right, right. What is the whatever you call it, gross national product of just England itself? Can they support their population with just what they produce? Cows? I mean, I guess in the past they used to. You know what I mean? We all did. Yeah, true. But. And Are the they set up that is, way? And the population is going to be down. Yes. Just because of what's going on. But you're not importing, exporting. Yeah, right. So speaking of that real quick, I just I said cows, and it made me remember something I had written down. Did you notice all the fucking cows and livestock that were dying and dead? Yeah. Oh, Other yeah. Than the they, ones in the farm, there was that they passed out horses field. or something. They had the like, horses or cows that were in like these big burn piles. 
there was another area that they passed they showed on the side of the road and there's a couple cows just laying dead like in the field and like a in a uh runoff thing with some look like some nasty pollution coming and running off um and even more so with that is did you notice at one point when they were driving they showed that kind of a backdrop and there's just I, the whole horizon was full of factories pumping out pollution why do they need so many factories maybe that's it maybe because everything is has to be produced by just their country now that they've built more factories to do so but I mean, you would think with this lower population, there would be less need for factories, less need for industry, less need for, you know, production. But it seemed like it had, had increased. Anyway, uh, a lot of dev livestock, a lot of industry. Yeah, that was, was I, confusing I, they, to me. I, I wish they would explain why even just a passing note, you know, Alfred, you know, got got to burn the damn cows. Uh, got to burn the damn cows and pigs or cows because they got the disease or because uh, yeah. there's a I, shit ton maybe. of food right there yeah even horses i'm not advocating eating horses but if you got to eat something mm-hmm. you know you can't eat horses right so i, I don't know yeah I didn't, I didn't get any of that but anyway um that we were just talking about them producing for their own country then shelter shelter is an interesting one because if you had a bunker let's say technically you would kind of be okay because you have food water you're safe from people trying to harm you but you still can't have kids so you're okay for in the short term but it's still the same long-term problem the rest of the world has mm-hmm. yeah, so, you didn't, yeah that's exactly true you didn't really having your bunkers not solving the ultimate apocalypse that's happening here it's simply just keeping keeping you alive maybe a little bit longer which i don't know again if you're a citizen you seem to be okay you stay in the city or in the populated areas and you do what the military people are telling you to do just to have stay in line and live a normal life you seem to be all right unless or if you're jasper and you have a hidden compound out in the country his place is pretty cool he doesn't have any problems he Shows up at the train station. The cops leave him alone. He picks up mm-hmm. uh, King Arthur and he he runs him out into the you know his hidden place, which is cool. And they hang out and yeah, he grows some weed, but nobody gives a shit. And he does his business in there. And then and then King Arthur lives in the city, but he gets up, he goes to get coffee, he goes to get work. And the explosion was by the fishies, or allegedly by the government blaming the fishies, depending on <laughs> who you want to believe. Uh, after when the fishies acted, I, I, I'm not going to believe either side. But mm-hmm. let's just so. But I mean, he's going to work, getting coffee, riding the train, you know, going home, getting drunk, and going home and getting up, going back to work. He was fine, other than they, you know, when they the fishies stuck a gun in his back on that second day of the, of the movie and kidnap him. I mean, he's living. I mean, it's not like you could say it's not a great existence but it's not like he's struggling right right obviously oh and then he goes and he gambles because he goes to like the dog track they have a dog track they still have that so it's not like you know so within yeah so within their little military state they do still have a civilized world somewhat somewhat of a civilized world if you're you know established enough and have enough money they have recreation for you uh you know you got your coffee or booze like you said so yeah, 
And then if you're really rich, you live in a... They've made it to be almost a utopian state over there on that side where they still have the British soldiers marching around in, like, uh, nostalgic regalia. Did you see those? Yes. Yeah, they were still in the the the, horses. Yes. Obviously all for show, but I think they're just trying to... On that side, I think they're just trying to make it as fantastical as possible just to get to death and the danny houston aka colonel striker uh kind of says that he's like i'm just trying not to think about it yeah yeah i don't think about it he's dead yeah he takes his pills and just stays high until he dies yeah well and then you know uh king arthur gets a ride in a rolls or whatever it was you know bentley or the fuck it was you know pretty high-end car yeah to go visit his cousin or whatever the hell he was. And if you noticed, even when he's in like the kind of rough part of the city, no one is going anywhere near that car. No yes. one's even coming close to it. Like even the shitheads, you see some, you know, some riffraff on the side of the road. They're not going anywhere near it. They know better. They know that's a that's a uh, aristocrat's car. If we even touch it, we're gonna get fucked up. Yeah, somebody's gonna, yeah, somebody's gonna come out and fuck us up. One of these military guys. So yeah. Um. Yeah, where were we? Uh, shelter. Yeah, shelter. So shelter I is interesting. It is I, interesting. You wouldn't. I'm not saying a bunker's bad. It's not wrong. It's just not. I don't know. You know what I mean? Not it's as not, necessary in this one. Yeah, it's not yeah. protecting you from what the I guess ultimate yeah. threat is. Yeah, like zombies or uh, an asteroid. Right. It's it's the inevitable destruction of man in a slow methodical lack of speed you know you're just boom cut off at the lack knee of so to speak right? lack of procreation there you go um some with the lack of procreation something that the midwife lady with the dreadlocks very annoying looking uh mentioned was that this all started with miscarriages it didn't just start with people not being able to get pregnant it actually started with the women who were pregnant at the time having miscarriages like no baby like there was a point in time that whatever this was that that created this uh well medical i guess medical issue it didn't just say okay now everyone's infertile and you're not gonna have babies anymore because infertility would not necessarily affect the women who are already pregnant they've already been fertilized i guess if you want to that technical and uh, yeah rudimentary about it. They've already been fertilized. They've already they're they're growing their baby. But for them to all have miscarriages, still a little more explanation would have been nice because that's all confusing to me. Infertility and miscarriages of the babies who are already uh, you know in their whatever third trimester, second trimester. Those are two totally separate things. Why? Why? What relates the two? I, I'm gonna tr- here's what I'm gonna assume is that the flu that gets discussed in 2000 and they said the flu big flu came through in 2008 mm-hmm. and that's what killed King Arthur and Amber Wave's baby mm-hmm. little Dylan um, yeah. I'm and then no no babies were born after 2009 so I am going to assume that some type of pandemic like this flu which killed a bunch of babies and maybe some other people everyone got it and now everyone is infertile 
That's the only thing I can think of. Yeah, and I'm going to go with that also. But it still doesn't explain to me. I wish they would have the, the little bit. Born babies were dying. Have why the women were having miscarriages? Because I mean, why aren't why wouldn't the women just die? Why the miscarriage? Well, then I guess it sounds to me you bring up a good point. We've been arguing, not arguing, but discussing over you know how long we've been on the podcast. Sounds like women are the issue. <laughs> Is that? Hold on. <laughs> How much of a blanket statement is that? That seemed awfully. Uh, it seemed yeah, a little encompassing. You think? It, you think? <laughs> it felt like a. <laughs> no. <laughs> think that was a little too much? No. <laughs> well, they're hey, having the miscarriages. You brought up. You brought up all the women that have uh, brought up paternity suits. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I'm, I'm just asking. This is. I mean. <laughs> So yeah, they're okay. having miscarriages. That's, you know what? For this one, you're right. That is a good point. That does kind of point more towards the women are being, unable to sustain yeah. a baby. Yes, there you go. They're unable to sustain and give life because of yeah. Okay, I think it is the women. I'm, I'm, I'm totally blaming them. I oh don't care. God, We're yes. Them. They always blame <laughs> us. Yeah, right. For once, we get to blame them. So. Um, all right, weapons. All right, I'm first off. I have a problem, and it's not just this movie. It's a lot of movies. Weapons. If you don't have any fucking guns, take somebody else's fucking gun. Yes. For example, uh. when Sid is chasing them, and he sticks his when Sid sticks Sid's head out of the door. <laughs> And then King Arthur grabs a block, and Sid gets hit in the face hard. And Sid don't like getting hit in the face hard. And he slumps over. He drops his fucking pistol. Right. Pick it up. Why he doesn't pick up the pistol? Then, when King Arthur gets into the hotel or building, whatever, to get Key and the baby, uh, he passes by. I can honestly remember at least two to three dead dudes with rifles laying right there. Yep. You're going after these armed motherfuckers who want to kill you. At what point do you not just, well, maybe I got to pick this up. Yep. Just, you know, I might be need it. It may come in handy yeah. at some point. I know Dreadlock fucking dickhead guy ran into that building, and I'm probably going to encounter him again, which he does, and luckily Dreadlock dickhead doesn't see him. But if he would have seen Counting Crows again, then, and he had a rifle, he could have, even though he didn't see him, you're fucking damn right. I'm going to take him out. If I go in there, I'm like, oh, hey, there's a, I'm going to grab that dude's rifle. He's got a magazine here in his carrier. I'm going to take an extra magazine. Now I'm going to go in here and find the girl. There's that fucking asshole. He is counting crows, has tried to kill King Arthur three times. Exactly. You can let it happen again. When he killed Amber Waves, he pulled up to try to kill him. Mm -hmm. When they were escaping from the farmhouse, he was running up next to the car. With a gun pointing at his head saying, I got I a got clear, clear shot. shot. Can I shoot him? Yep. And then when he had him on his knees in the Fuji camp and he was going to shoot him after he, he killed his friends just to rub it in. Three fucking times. And then I think maybe four because when he was running after, I think he was shooting down right. the street. That's right. He sees him again. And, and shoots at shooting him. shooting into the bus. Yes. Yeah. Four fucking times four this times. asshole counting crows has tried to kill me. Mm -hmm. Guess what? One is more than enough. Yeah. I see you again. If you, you pick up that rifle or the pistol 
And even if your back is turned, guess what, motherfucker? I don't fight fair. Nah. Ka-chow, ka-chow, ka-chow. Exactly. And so. there were a lot of fucking guns, and it was said before, for England. Yeah. Which is a, you know, gunless, for the most part, country. Right. I found it very interesting. And then the, at the it, when he encounters the uh, black dude, which you call uh, someone Mordor or Motor or something, when he encounters that guy, maybe he wouldn't have taken one in the gut. Yeah. If he would have had his rifle, he would have come up on him, seen him shooting out the window, his attention was away. Tap, 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 tap. He's done. Get key. Work our way out. The only thing that would have actually probably hurt him in that situation is when he was coming down the stairs with key. If he would have had a rifle, the military would have just lit him up. They would have stopped and said, whoa, no, cease fire, cease fire, because they saw the baby. Which, let's touch on that. So the military. He didn't have a trench coat. I mean, you can hide guns under trench coats. That's in that what movies are all about. Yeah. Hiding, you know, bazookas under trench coats exactly. and nobody can see it. Exactly. Swords, the Highlander. Like anyway, else. continue the military. Um, so they're coming down the stairs. The soldiers are all in their, like, battle. And they all they say, cease fire, stop, holy shit. And they're all absolutely amazed. It's a baby. They're the military. Their job is to protect, I mean, I, I, I would think, first and foremost. Don't you think that they would have at least that, that the commanding officer out there once he realized, holy shit, that's a baby squad, you know, rally up around this person, armor up around her, get her on one of the armored vehicles or let's get her out of this AO right now. Let's go. Instead, they just stare at it until another round goes off and then everybody opens up again. So bullets are flying again. I'm sorry if I just. As one soldier, I would be like, that is the most important thing that any of us have ever seen in nearly 20 years. You guys go back to fighting. I'm protecting this girl. I'm getting her out of this area where bullets are flying all over the place because one stray bullet's all it takes. And now this this shining beam of hope is gone because you dickheads want to keep shooting. So you're saying that them <laughs> all of a sudden being overwhelmed by the sight of a baby to the point where they cease fire and everyone just stands around in awe. You find that you found that part believable, but the fact that they didn't armor up around her and rush her out of there is unbelievable. Listen, I'm selective of what I, all right, that's fine <laughs> because listen, I, I get the fact that every, every person I get it. Like from Sid, Sid, Sid sees baby. To, was it America? Was that the, the crazy miracle? Miracle, <laughs> the crazy bitch. To the the soul. I get the fact that you're like, is that a real baby? Yeah. Oh my god, because you haven't seen one forever. I get that. Holy fuck, that's a baby. But to the point where they're all just standing around and intro, you know, heavenly music as they walk down there. Oh, okay. I get the truth, but no, I'm sorry. They could have come up with a better way, like escape out the back. They run out the back while they shoot up the front. And I get the soldiers are in awe. I mean, if they've been trying to get out the back, there's like a, two or three soldiers there, and they see him, and they're like, holy shit. But there's like 80 soldiers, and none of them, they're just like, hey, part the wave. Let's let this most important asset ever. Yeah. Nobody thinks about, whoa, whoa we didn't take these people into custody. Not, I'm not saying to cost them. That, yeah. But load them up in a vehicle and get them out of there That's, and take them to. Right. Whoever the, right the, whoever the leader of the country is, whatever, right. if it's still a prime minister or a king or queen or, 
they never get into who actually is running the country if it's still the same structures nowadays. Yeah. So there can't be amongst those 80 soldiers anyone in there that has the foresight to say we need to remand this woman, put her into a safe vehicle and get her the fuck out of here. None I mean, of them thought that. Cuz you I think you'd grab them both because you might be like are these two when they fuck? Yeah. Is there magic? Because you're gonna grab, you're gonna grab <laughs> and exactly find right. out. Did they make this baby? Holy shit! Let's grab these yeah. up, and then they're gonna talk. Well, interrogate them, but they're gonna interrogate them later. And like, how the fuck did you make a baby? And he'd be like, <laughs> King Arthur be smoking a smoking a cigarette, be like, because I got Excalibur, baby. <laughs> <laughs> he, he sure as hell better claim that baby. Oh fuck That's the yeah! Only thing to keep him alive. <laughs> and he'd at least have a couple months of you know trying to prove that he. I swear exactly. I can make another baby. I swear don't kill me. <laughs> Give me another shot. Just give me one more chance. <laughs> oh, shit. So uh, weapons, I mean, weapons in this one are going to be, well, it depends on what side you're on. Really. If you're on the, the, the Britain side of trying to maintain a civilized um, society and state, then, yeah, you're going to have your military weapons. But if you're on, if you're just a civilian... If you're a citizen and you're living within the military state and you're functioning within the military state, weapons are not really necessary because they're fucking everywhere. Soldiers have them everywhere. And if you trust the military state and the soldiers to keep you safe, then you don't need them in that case anyway. And England being a weapon-free country, you're probably not going to be able to get them. The government is your friend. Yeah, it's always your friend. Uh, play that backwards. Um, yes. <laughs> But if obviously, if you're on the other side, if you're a refugee or a resistance fishy person, yeah, you're going to want weapons. I don't know. It depends on who you are in this apocalypse, I guess, is what it comes down to. I noticed the fishies all have like M16s, AR-15s. Yeah. And then the the government, the British, they all had uh, their, their British-style weapons. Yeah, the Enfields. So where the fuck did all the, they get all the M4s and stuff from America? Yes. From America? Not the chick, the country. Good question. So you're telling me America and its downfall as it's crumbling, they're like, yeah, let's let's, let's sail let's over there. Yeah, let's let's ship over a few million crates of a of M4s just so that the uh, fishies over there can have them. Where did these fucking guns come from? Uh, in 2022, the yeah. fishies sailed the ocean blue. <laughs> They'd have to. It'd be more likely that they would have Kalashnikovs. Yeah, something. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. So that's us picking the movie apart again, which we're not really. I think it's kind of just the whole focus of the thing now. (laughs) But generally, as a movie, I will say this: generally, as a movie, it was a pretty damn good movie. So pretty good scenes. Um, Of course, a lot of unbelievable shit, but there always is for us because we're super skeptical. But uh, I like the attempt. Yeah, like I like like you. Super original. Yes, I like the original. Like instead of just oh more zombies, oh more this, oh more. They tried to come at it in a different perspective, right? A different idea, which is you know I, I can applaud. Even though we there's some things we are left wanting for, for the most part, is like a just a quick explanation. Just give me thirty seconds. Basic. Seriously, thirty seconds of explanation. Anyway, um, but generally cool. Uh, showing the military type action that would that would take place in the resistance. Yeah. Good movie, original. Yeah. So uh, that's not really a rating, but well, no, we haven't got there yet. Movie. Uh, what four guns? 
for weapons. For weapons. Could you take? Like I was saying it depends on who you are. Let's just say you're 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 Dwight. You're Clive Owen. King Arthur. King Arthur. Well, obviously Excalibur for him, but he always has that with him. So <laughs> one thing I'm not taking. I'll get no. I'll get that later. Anyway, yeah. What, what weapons are you taking? Uh, for him, you'd probably be able to get a hold of an Enfield better than anything because of any dead soldiers laying around. So that assault rifle. Uh, trying to think of something unique to this. Definitely don't bring any condoms because you don't need them. Yeah, right. And if you don't... Oh, I'm sorry. That's all right, I sir. Right. <laughs> I stole your thunder. I didn't realize you had that one. <laughs> you don't need those. <laughs> How are you, what were you going to say about them? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, some type of rifle. That's. I will say that, you know, any, any rifle you can get your hands on is good, but obviously, depending on what side you're on, um, you can get one a pistol. Uh, maybe a good Walth Walth of PPK. Nice, you know, James Bond. Little James Bond. <laughs> um, uh, a tomahawk. If I could, I don't. I don't know if they have those over there in Britain. <laughs> I don't think they do. Or, or maybe a car battery. It's a Native American thing. Hey, It'd be, good call. You know, <laughs> fucking car battery. Use the car battery. The, yeah, that's obviously your, your the best weapon. And maybe some rubber gloves. Because if you're delivering that baby, you would appreciate a pair of rubber fucking gloves. Oh, shit. And a clean towel. And a clean Which towel. Which I could have done without that scene, by the way. Thank you very much. I, I mean, I get you as a kid. I don't need all that. Yeah, I didn't need to, like, see it. No thanks. But, uh, yeah, nice. Rubber gloves. And then he wouldn't have had to use all his fucking scotch. Ah, dump all that good scotch out on your hands. Exactly. Save yourself a swig, at least. Exactly. Steal yeah. your nerves. You got to deliver a baby. Exactly. So, all right. I guess miscellaneous um, shoes. <laughs> shoes are good. Don't die hard it. I mean, what oh, yeah. the fuck? What the fuck are you thinking? Here's what, here's what I don't get is he's in bed. All right, fair enough. You're in bed. You hear noises. You look out. You see the motorcycle. Like, what the fuck is that? He took the time to grab his trench coat and all that stuff, but he didn't think to put shoes on. Right. I think I would put the shoes on before I put the coat on. Yeah. I mean, that's just kind of generally how people get dressed anyway. You put your shoes on, then your coat. Yes. Not the other way around. So now he's running around barefoot or flip-flops until he gets a pair of tennis shoes at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Pushing a car in socked feet. Yeah, what the fuck? That sucks. And when he goes back up, because then they're going to kill him in the morning, he doesn't bother then to throw shoes on. Great point. I thought of that earlier. Exactly. Okay, fine. Fine, you wake up, or he wasn't even sleeping, but you get up and you're just curious about what's going on. So you walk downstairs, but once you know and you're like, We're leaving now, then put on some fucking shoes. Now you've had time to think about it. Well, he wasn't sleeping because he's probably upset. He's thinking about, you know, all those times him and Amber waves when he had balls in his mouth and it was, you know, a great time. And, <laughs> and it's his not balls gonna were in her mouth, <laughs> it's not gonna happen anymore. Yeah. And He's distraught. I get it. And then, you know, he, oh, I can't sleep. But fucking shoes, man. Yeah. Shoes. Second time around, he has no excuse. So shoes. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, realistically, just as a general statement for for this, what we do and the apocalypse and uh, think, yeah, I mean, actually, good footwear is a great point for miscellaneous. And I mean, we've just now touching on it for the first time, but... Really, that that's a good point. Good footwear is a good point. A uh, good pair of, you know, 
some comfortable boots, uh, maybe waterproof, because your feet, just like soldiers go through, your feet are very important. You got to take care of your feet. Yes. So yeah, have a good pair of boots and have some good have. Uh, at least a few pair, two, three pair of socks so that you can wash them and recycle them so that you can change out your socks so you don't get uh, jungle rot or whatever they call it. Yeah, foot trench rot. foot or trench foot, whatever. Yeah. yeah, take care of your feet. So footwear is a good point. I mean, yeah, whatever. In this case, anything other than flip-flops and socks. Yeah, yeah. At least you didn't, at least you didn't do the fashion faux pas, socks, and flip-flops. And flip-flops, right. If he would have, at least he got rid of the socks for the flip-flops. It's a good point. Yes. That would have been terrible. Because apparently nobody, you know, Alfred and him don't have the same foot size. <laughs> Alfred had tiny feet. Poor Alfred. Uh, the other thing, miscellaneous, medical training wouldn't be bad. He had to deliver a baby. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually... That's a good point. I mean, I mean, I have some medical training, but I don't have. Would you want to deliver, deliver a baby? baby. Yeah. That's, would you want to do that? Yeah, no. No. I wouldn't want to do it in any circumstance, but it would be nice to know how to if needed. Well, obviously, it was needed in this yeah. case. Yeah. So, because the midwife went crazy. Well, I was just doing crazy. She's just trying to distract the attention of the the asshole guard at the Fuji camp, and I it bet. worked. It worked, but save the 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 which yeah you know her thing was babies and she was a midwife so she cares about babies and her old thing was saving this girl mm-hmm. so I get it yeah didn't fucking work out for her because she probably she's got a bullet in the brain yeah, I'm pretty sure she does yes yeah pretty sure she's dead so uh, anything else on that nah I got nothing uh I guess uh rate rating one to ten. What do you think? Yeah, on possibility, uh, it's hard for me to say in this one. I mean, I, I don't, I'm not, I mean, we've, we've established we're not scientists, and I'm certainly not a medical scientist. I don't know what the possibility of infertility is, human infertility. It's interesting as hell. Uh, I probably have to just go down the middle with a five because I don't know. Just honestly, a lot of it is just because I don't, I don't know any better. I, I'm not sure if what uh, the likelihood of human infertility is. Uh, I want to say it's out of the realm, and I can't say that it's super possible, so I'll say five. I gave it a five just because something could happen that would cause people to act this way or civilization would not completely devolve or dissolve, but it would get to a point where... And, you know, some type of disease could come through that would cause a large segment of the population to become infertile, maybe. Mm-hmm. But then again, there's already, you know, here's the thing is, what about all these tribes in other countries? Like these in in Australia or, you know, in the Amazon. How, how are they going to get this disease which can cause, you know, mm-hmm. dudes to shoot smoke and, and women not to get prego? I mean... Mm-hmm. And then let's say, is this whatever you get, does you carry it with you? So, like, you're always, like, say, let's say King Arthur meets some aboriginal woman or someone from the Amazon and she's able to get pregnant. Does by him shooting his infected blanks into her, does that make <laughs> her infertile? And then some Amazon dude fucks her and then he comes from the, you know what I mean? Is it just. How, you know what I mean? Right. Everyone on Earth can't have kids. Yeah, that's a good point. As soon as you started to say that, I was like, "Yeah, tribes." I mean, there's, there's tribes out there that have been untouched by civilized man, 
And yeah, allegedly that they haven't, yeah. Right, there's some we haven't even discovered, and of the, a lot of them that we have discovered, we leave them alone. Right. Just because we don't want to uh, affect them or influence them. So yeah, you're telling me that those tribes are under the same, no, I'm going to say no, there's no way. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a good point. And would they not go and tap into that resource if this were happening? Literally tap that resource. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, that's yes, exactly. Now, if even if you you captured up that, say it's a fifty person tribe, yeah, and you brought them, I mean, you wouldn't like make up some fake like the Truman Show. You know the there Truman Show, go. yes, exactly. Where he thinks he's in an environment he's not. You right. wouldn't take these people and build like a fake jungle yeah, environment, a microcosm, microcosm, form. and then put them in there and. They so would start fucking. And then he start fucking. <laughs> and then you would, you know, like some weirdo boogeyman sneak in and take their babies in the middle of the night to raise them as regular people. You know what I mean? Like, they just, it sounds bad that they'd be breeding machines, but at least the civilization would continue. Yeah. No sick fuck even tries that. Right. Or no dude goes, you know, I'm going to go down there and fuck a bunch of Aboriginal bitches and see. You know, I'm just saying, nobody, right. there's, you know, I'm not Definitely advocating. Mora- morality it, issues but. there, but I mean, that kind of stuff would happen after 18 years of no babies. It's like the cloning morality issues are probably out the window. So why don't yeah. we clone some people? At some point, then as opposed to no more people. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, all bets are off at some point. It's gonna exactly. Be, it's going to be, let's try everything, no matter how. Uh, just horrible it is. Let's try everything. Maybe it's gravity. Let's go fucking space. I don't know. Someone's gonna. Tr- they're gonna try everything. It's the moon. We need to go to Mars. I mean, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, all right. Uh, is that oh, all? Yeah, that's all I have. All right. Well, I guess until next time. What are we on uh, I? Next week is next I. Week, next week is I. So uh, until then, I'm Drew. I'm Frank. And enjoy the apocalypse.